Hello and welcome back to Onto the Ball. I'm the host Scott Nicholl and I'm joined as always by James Ob and Travis Morgan. We're here today to preview the Liverpool versus Everton Merseyside derby on Monday night. Liverpool hopefully are going to be rejuvenated, revitalised, confidence boosted by the encouraging pictures online. Ob, Virgil van Dijk is back in full training, Bobby Firmino, Diogo Jota and the perennial... Arta Mello. Um, if we don't win this, Trav's going to say we've got nowhere to hide if, if any of them are near the starting lineup, which I think we're going to put Virgil van Dijk straight back in. I imagine Jota would make the bench. Um, and I think Firmino would make the bench as well if we stick with Gakpo, Nunes, and ineffective Mo Salah. Um, I'm not looking forward to the game especially now that Sean Dyche has come in and beat the league leaders Arsenal. Uh, I can smell the danger. I can smell uh, just the way we're playing at the minute. I'm not looking forward to it at all. And I can literally picture the headlines on Tuesday morning. I can literally write Trav's voice note into the group. <laughs> he won't even wait till Tuesday morning. He'll send us one Monday night and I probably won't play it. So, uh, What's your thoughts heading into the game, Ob? Are you as scared as I am, or are you encouraged by the training ground photos and thinking, "Come on, this is finally going to be the turning point of our season"? We've been saying it for three months. Um, I'm looking forward to the game. I am looking forward to it because <laughs> yes. every every game is an opportunity for us to get something back on what we were have what we are capable of and where we've been previously. Um, I think the Dice is limited with what he can do with that that bunch. Um, he obviously managed to raise the game at home, opening game uh, against Arsenal. I think Liverpool will be too much for him. Um, I think we should have the beating of them. We've got the players that are capable of beating them. And Klopp will have had a little bit of time on the training ground to work out what was going on. So if you think about it, we played, what, last Saturday. We're not playing again till Monday that's nine days, yeah, and that, that that hasn't happened very often. And for me, I think if ever there's an opportunity, it'd be now. Um, lots of players back, as you say, training, getting back to full fitness. Um, let's let's bring it on. Let's do it. Let's do it. But I just hope that they've used the time well, and let's just get ourselves on the pitch and show what we're made of. Stick some of the criticism up on the wall. You know what I mean? And then some of the comments. Um, and let's just let's just go out there and let's blow Everton away like we do pretty much every year. Yes, let's have it. I did say on the last stream, Obi, I am expecting because it's the Merseyside derby. Uh, if any players are tossing it off and swinging the lead, I think pride will take over and we'll up our game against Everton. And I'm not sure if that will make me happy or sad because I'm thinking it might make me sad because think that proves you've been swinging the lead in the other games, but. For now, all I want is the three points. And Everton, I watched the game. I don't know if you did Trav against Arsenal, um, but when I went on, a few of my friends that are Arsenal fans, they were more scathing at the Arsenal performance rather than saying that Everton were fantastic. And I, I did think that myself. I've been Odegaard's biggest fan. Um, Partey, Xhaka, they, they were just, they were ineffective is the word that I was using. Yeah, I think in in that game, I didn't watch that live because I was I was out on Saturday afternoon, um, lunchtime. But I did watch sort of extended highlights of that game. I think the thing is, 
about a game like that, when Everton play against like a Liverpool or an Arsenal, they do need a little bit of luck to beat those teams anyway. So I think it um, going into Monday night's game, I think Everton will, will certainly be full of confidence um, going into that game from last Saturday. They've more or less similar had a similar time off against um, playing against Arsenal going into this game. They've had plenty of rest. So I'm I'm actually looking forward to the game. I think it'll be a good game. I do think it's a game that Liverpool will win ultimately, but I do think it's going to be a very competitive game. I think um, the the injuries returning for Liverpool is a huge boost. I think they've missed Man- Van Dijk massively in terms of his leadership, not just the back line, but in front of him as well, because he'll be orchestrating where sort of the DM sort of needs to go, and he'll be talking, and he's just that commanding figure that. That intimidating presence, just even in the tunnel, you look across and you see Van Dijk in the tunnel. As a striker, you, you just think you're not going to get much change. You just don't fancy it. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think he's got that aura about him. You certainly definitely missed him for sure. But I think Everton will go into the game and they'll approach it similar to the Arsenal game, really, in terms of sort of being very tight, very organised in midfield. They've got a lot of legs in there with Adrisagai and Anana and Decore. And again, I think in terms of the midfield battle, that's going to be crucial for Liverpool. So it's going to be interesting to see what sort of team Klopp puts out to sort of combat against the physicality of Everton. Not necessarily in terms of the creativity side. I think Liverpool have got better players. But in terms of the game being an engine room, obviously you've been very heavily reliant upon the likes of Jordan Henderson and Fabinho to give you that sort of impetus in terms of the pressing and setting the tone in there. And I think Everton's midfield is is probably their strongest area of the pitch. So I think it's going to be very, very intriguing to see how Klopp approaches that from a midfield sense. Um, I think Van Dijk, like you said, will go straight back into the team. The full-backs sort of pick themselves. And then the front line, I can't see him risking like a, J- a Jota or Firmino this early. Like you said, I think they'll be on the bench for the game. I think he'll go with what he's been going with, Nunes, Gappo and, and Mo Salah. And then, and then we'll go from there. But I think where Liverpool will sort of get most joy is getting the ball directly into the channels, getting the ball down the sides. Really, like Everton centre-halves, going to be uncomfortable in wide areas. Getting Salah, getting Gappo and getting Nunes in them channels, getting plenty of crosses in and just making the game frantic and fast and vibrant from the start, I think is the key for Liverpool. Not letting Everton settle and I think you'll go from there. OB, I think Trav's having our pants down because he's gone full Mark Lawrenson. He's not predicted a Liverpool loss for about nine years. Everybody, Trav's like, I think Liverpool will win. <laughs> Yeah, and then we get beat three 0 every game. Yeah, so he's, he's, I'm he's, not he's, doing it on purpose. I promise. Yeah. I'm really not. I'm really not. He's in a win-win situation, isn't he? Because ultimately, if if it comes off, he's going yeah, to told, you, told you you'd win anyway. Yeah, I know. I know your team better than you know them. No, warms yeah. away. Come on, like warms away. Like they scored twelve goals all season. I thought this surely. I'm not just doing it to like of law of averages, I, genuinely, I'm like, come on, you've got to beat Everton now at home. I know. No, I agree, I agree. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you can't beat these, then literally just don't play another game this season. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just, this has got to be the time now where where you've got to start turning everything into results now. Like you said, forget the performances. You just need a win now. Do you know what I mean? This Tra- Trav, can you just oh. get that hook out of your mouth and chuck it back to me, please, mate? Is that all right? <laughs> Come on, mate. Come on. You're oh. rose to that. You're rose to that one. I, OB. Think, I think in the end, 
What? At what the end is... of the day. Sorry, mate. Go on. I think at the end of the day, I think that we are at some point we're going to hit some form. I think we're all expecting us to win these games on a serious note, and I do think that we've got the capability and we've got the players to win these games. And I think it's just we not all kind of yeah, yeah, we all kind of believe at some point it's going to turn round, and we might not even know why. It will just suddenly be a, a different Liverpool that show up because for the past sort of six years, all three of us have seen Liverpool do some really good stuff, consistency, um, throwing teams to the sword with ease. And this is a very different time for them. And a lot of the personnel are still there. So ultimately, we were expecting a pushback at some point and we're constantly going, yeah, it's going to be this week. Yeah, it's going to be this week. This is the right team to play them. And we are seeing a lot of opposition are raising the performance, but it's, it's just not the same Liverpool showing up. And like I said before, um, I can handle that if it's if it's if it's ability, but I can't handle it if it's lack of trying, and um, that's what bothers me more than anything else. I hope you're right, Scott. I hope they do turn it round. I hope they turn it round in a way that they show a lot of effort on Monday night. I can't see anything else being acceptable to the crowd. Um, local derby, they, they just will raise their game, and I think it'll be very different for the pool. The, the thing what? is, with a, a new manager bounce as well, it's quite often that you get that first game the adrenaline rush and then you have a bit of a fall off the second game because you know adrenaline doesn't last five games in a row does it so it's back to the back to the grind back to the normal but Trav made a good point um with the midfield battle he's obviously watched a lot of Liverpool lately probably watches them more than Man United if truth be told he posts um, about him all the time on Twitter (laughs) (laughs) but Liverpool's midfield Obi what is he going to do with midfield the badge is the man right I love the kid but he's still just a kid Cater in my mind he's already left the club like I wouldn't even have him on the bench see you later you might as well leave now put him on gardening leave Thiago is battling well I've got no problems with Thiago at all Henderson is going to be wanting to come back in Fabinho was missing at the weekend because he was ill apparently it was reported today it was nothing to do with a fallout with Klopp that remains to be seen if it's true but what is Klopp going to do with this midfield because I watched the Everton Arsenal game and that Onana was on another level. He will tear our midfield from the last few games apart. Do you know what, though? Do you know what, though, Scott? What Klopp has traditionally done in these games, because it's uh, very much a blood and thunder type game, and it will become a blood and thunder type game, more red cards in this fixture than any other. Um, And I think he might go back to old school. So he might go, let's chuck Milner in there or something like that, because he's done that in quite a few of these Merseyside derbies. He'll put Henderson, he'll put Milner in, he'll probably leave Thiago in, especially if Fabinho isn't quite well enough. Um, or he just goes Thiago, Henderson and Fabinho. You know what I mean? I think I don't think he's going to chuck any of the young kids in. I'd be very surprised if he did. It's a bit the Kenny Dalglish <clears throat> approach, that is, isn't it? For a major yeah. side derby, he'd always play scousers if he could. Uh, if not Scousers, then English or Brits over any foreigners because they, they just got the Merseyside derby more than more than anyone. Uh, what about the front three, Obi? <laughs> I tweeted during the Wolves game at halftime, we're never going to score ever again. I'm, I'm positive of it. So does he risk <laughs> changing that front three and just trying something a little bit different because it's diabolical? It is it's strange. Um, oh God. I don't know. He will have had nine days of training or eight days of training to get that right. I I would like to think he's been playing about with combinations, rotations, 
getting the players to talk about when they need to interchange in between positions because he likes that kind of thing. Um, for me, I'd play Nunes through the middle um, and uh, play Gapco out wide and then play Salah out wide. But I want to see something different from Salah. Um, and I want to see him be more direct again. It looks like he's overthinking it and just stop thinking about the football too much. You know what I mean? Just play in your instinct because your instincts are up there amongst the, amongst the best in the world and they have been in recent seasons and get him back to just enjoying his football and playing in a, in a free-flowing way. Um, I would start with that and then look and see if there's an option of bringing Jota or, or Bobby off the bench, unless he thinks one of them's ready. And then there's an That's argument. That's what I was going to say. Hey, yeah. Do you think you think argument... shit or busting and try to get an hour at least out of Jota and Bobby? If you play Jot through the middle and Nunes down the left, I think it would look like a very, very different game and a very different proposition for the Everton defenders from the start. Um, I'd love to see Tarkovsky up against Nunes, so I think that would be absolutely fantastic viewing. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a hard one, but it'll be on the training ground. He will have all the, the data. He will have worked out the combinations. He knows where the players' heads are at. He knows the fitness level, so we've got to leave it up to up to Klopp to make the right decisions at the end of the day. One thing I wanted to mention was like sort of a a little bit of a passive vote of confidence that the board sort of came out publicly and backed like Jurgen Klopp in terms of his, like not performance, but just saying like they're still fully behind him and they trust him and stuff. Obviously you two will know better than myself about this sort of situation, but do you trust the board's word on, on Klopp, let's say in for argument's sake, the situation got worse. Thinking back to when you sort of got rid of your other managers like Brendan Rodgers and stuff like that, and I know he's in a different league to those managers, but did the board sort of say similar messages before those managers got sacked? Or Tra- Trav, Trav, you need to you need to get off that page. Klopp is unsackable at this point. And he's Will, bulletproof, Will be, Trav. He really is yeah, bulletproof. Yeah, he, he is bulletproof. It's not even... Yeah. I'm not trying to wind up. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to uh, the supporters on side. I think yeah. that that was more, I saw that and it looked like to me they were trying to more pacify the supporters yeah. than trying to publicly back him. It was more about, look, we, we agree with you. Klopp is still our man. Nothing's changing. Um, we know you. this guy's like a messiah to us and we're going to keep backing him. And that's what it felt like. It felt like FSG, um, Scott's favourite owners, were just trying to kick us over with one of these kind of passive statements to go, yeah, we, we think he's great too, which doesn't really mean anything, if we're being honest. Because there's been a couple of people, like Ian, Ian Rush came out on Sky Sports was saying he, back, he backs Klopp, he thinks Klopp's the man and stuff like that. And I know Don Hutchinson said a couple of bits on ESPN and stuff. But I was, it was just interesting to see, like like you said, I think they're probably responding to some other sections of the fan base getting a little bit disgruntled. Not with him, per se, but just the situation itself, just like how it's sort of manifesting itself, especially with the new ownership and not being much movement on that publicly yet in terms of what's happening. But now I was just interested to see how you've sort of done it with your other managers as well. Because I know at United, when we before we sat Mourinho, we gave him a new contract. So, I mean, that's how yeah. the game yeah. went on. We gave Mourinho a new contract. Everything was fine. A few months later, I think we lost to you and we were seventh in the league and he was gone. Do you know what I mean? So, like, 
the United fans don't trust our owners. The majority of the United fans do not trust the owners and their actions. Whatever they say, they just take it with a pinch of salt now. And we sort of have come to the end of the tether with that, our ownership. When they say something, we sort of just don't always take it 100% seriously. So I was just wondering how you two felt as Liverpool fans. Trav, it is, it's a completely valid question at the moment. Yeah. If the league started on the 1st of January, we're bottom. We're yeah. Liverpool Football Club and we're 10th in the league. Yeah. It is a completely valid question. So mm. we don't think your winder's up asking it. No, no, it wasn't. No, it was no, no. For, for the 19th poddy in a row. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, look, yeah. Let's, let's just hope that if Klopp gets sacked, it's not FSG doing it because someone else has bought us and they don't fancy Klopp. I can't see that happening. FSG are not uh, sacking him. And I can't mm. imagine a new owner ever thinking it'd be a good idea to replace Klopp with anyone else on the planet. So hopefully these, these new owners yeah, have I could a bit never of money as him, well. I could never actually see him being sacked. As much banter as I say, I could never see him being sacked. I could see him walking. I couldn't see him being sacked. I could never see him being sacked, ever. I just couldn't. I just don't think he would. Don't think the club would do it. Unless so, it got really, really bad that he was like 14th or something dumb like that. Yeah, yeah for two there or three years There you go, Trav. You've, you've kind of answered your own question then. You are right. He, he just won't be sacked. And that's it. He's basically, he's on his own timeline. It doesn't happen very often. I think it happened with Benger at Arsenal. He was on his own timeline and it happened with uh, Ferguson at Old Trafford. Yeah. <clears throat> but it doesn't happen to many. I imagine Pep's probably in the same position as well. The yeah. city as things stand, so they uh, decide when they leave. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So back to Monday night. Um, we've gone through obviously the defense picks itself. If Van Dyke's fit, he's going to get the nod. Well, it does it. Gomez or Matip? I'd, I'd always go with Matip, but people are starting to talk about Joel Matip, Obi, like he's had a a mad fall off a cliff like Fabinho in the last couple of games. And obviously Liverpool as a whole haven't been great at all, been getting ripped to shreds. Yeah. But for me, I'd, I'd have Matip next to Van Dijk all day. Yeah, long. I would. Pretty much would. any any player's a different player with Van Dijk next to them. Uh, yeah. And Matip's no exception to that. So Trent it right back. Um, or could there be a shout for putting Gomez at right back in, in the Merseyside derby? Maybe just sit a bit deeper. There is, but he won't. You know well, what I mean? So we dropping trend. Yeah, he, it, that won't happen. That won't happen as well because Klopp is in the sort of guy who will give in to sacrificing his style of football. So as much as we think that would be possibly a, a, a reasonable way to go, it, that won't happen either. So play Trent and Robbo. I'd probably play Van Dijk and Matip. I would have thought. Sounds good on paper. Um, let's head straight to the predictions then. Obi, you're the Liverpool fan, so I'll head to you first. Score prediction. <laughs> I can see you smiling already. I can almost, right. I can almost think about what you're gonna say as well. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm right. Go on, then. Right, I'm gonna go with three 0 Liverpool. Oh, three 0 I was gonna say three 0 I yeah. had it in my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three 0 Liverpool. I think it will be the one where we finally come back uh, to some sort, something that looks like um the way this team are capable of playing and um I think we'll see we'll see some standout performances hopefully from the new lads up front. Um and uh, maybe of a maybe a return to form goal for, for Mo Salah. Love it. Um yeah honestly I had in my head that you were gonna say three 0 We've only scored about three goals in the last ten games. <laughs> but what, 
<laughs> We're gonna get three in ninety minutes. I'm on board. Go, Travis, go, go with it. Travis, you've I'm already gonna, said we're gonna win. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think go we're gonna then. win. I think we're gonna win two one, but I think it's gonna be uncomfortable. There's gonna be some nervy patches in the game. I don't think it's gonna be all free throwing Liverpool just just wipe the floor with them. I genuinely don't. I think it's gonna be tight. There's gonna be a lot of nerves in the ground, a lot of anxiety about the way you've been playing recently. But I think you'll just get over the line. Um, I think you'll. I think you'll probably take the lead in the game. I think they'll equalise it, be a little bit tight, and I think you'll get the winner and just see it out. Um, going to be one of those needs, must sort of desperation wins, but it's going to be a big three points for you. And like you said, it's going to be hopefully the turning point for a little bit of a run. But like you said, I think I can I can't see Van Dyke not coming straight back into the side. He's got to play if he's fit. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go for two on Liverpool, but just. I hope you're both right. I'm going to talk with my head, not my heart. I think it's going to be nil-nil again, just like Goodison. We can't score at the minute at all. Don't even look like scoring. Uh, I think we'll keep it tight at the back. Hopefully Van Dijk will be back, and I think it's going to be another nil-nil. I hope I'm wrong. No one wants that on Monday night football when you've got the Monday blues because the weekend's Special over. You've been back. At... Again, mate. Everyone know. will be, yeah. Well, I can just picture it all on Twitter. Uh, mm. They'll be going for Jürgen Klopp. Why didn't he do this? Why didn't he do that? Why did he start him? Why did he start him? I can picture it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope OB's right. And I hope Travis was close. And if you lose, just cancel the podcast for me, mate. <laughs> just cancel it. If so we the lose... Problem is, the problem is we get exposed to you on Twitter when you retweet <laughs> stuff about Liverpool about 20 times a day, mate. Oh, so it's like... God. Oh, my goodness. This guy's obsessed. You know, no, mate. You can't. I can't get away from it. It's just bad. I know. Um, yeah. Listen, if we get beat on uh, Monday night, I can safely say the poddy will be cancelled Tuesday night. <laughs> it's a bit like it's my ball, so I'm going home with it. It's it's my podcast, so I won't be inviting you. And <laughs> Trav, you'll be getting muted on WhatsApp. <laughs> can't say fairer than that, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Right. Boys, Tuesday night is going to happen because the Mighty Reds are going to bank three points and it's going to be a turning point in our season and you're all going to join us Tuesday night for these two thoughts on it and join me. So if you like what you've heard so far, press that like and subscribe. Have a great weekend and we'll see you Tuesday. Cheers, gents.